sustainability. This is a common topic of conversation that comes up when I speak to listeners of the show, clients of our business, Violetta Finance, and also to my friends. A lot of people are wondering, how can we have our dream home and our achieve our dream home lifestyle while still looking after our bigger home, the one that we all share, the the earth. And this is something that I'm fascinated by. If you're a regular listener to the show, you may have noticed that uh, we have had past episodes with guests on talking about building homes that are sustainable, repurposing materials, and also just little things that we can do at home to be more eco-friendly. And I was wondering, you know, what other tips are there? What other ideas are there out there to help make our renovation projects more sustainable? So I invited Susanna, also known as the Nordic Mum, onto the show to talk about that. This is a real life reno story episode of the show. If you're a regular listener, again, you'll know that sometimes we have real people come on. I mean, everybody's real. I don't have any pretend people, but, you know, everyday people come on who share their real life renovation and home improvement stories. So Susanna and I, we actually spoke a lot about the importance of insulating your home properly, which I wasn't expecting to talk about, but we did talk about that quite a bit and it is actually very important. We also spoke about repurposing materials and recycling for your home improvement projects, disposing of building materials responsibly, the Nordic way of life and how that fits in with a sustainable lifestyle, how to work with your builder and tradespeople for your sustainable home improvement or renovation project, checking that your products aren't greenwashed, and also where minimalism fits in. I'm sure you're going to love this episode and thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome to the Dream Home Movement. This is your weekly dose of home and property inspiration bringing you clever tips and advice from the very best experts and real-life reno stories with your host, Joe Violetta. Hey, welcome to the latest episode of the Dream Home Movement. Now, if we haven't met before, my name is Joe Violetta. I'm the host of this show and I also co-own a business with my husband, Carl, called Violetta Finance. Now, if you need help organizing a home loan, getting some finance sorted for your home renovations, refinancing your mortgage, organizing a loan for your next property investment purchase, or your next commercial property purchase, we would love to help you. Our contact details are in the show notes. And if you want to learn more about us, just visit our website, violetafinance.com.au. It's just got one T in it. <laughs> now, let me introduce you to this episode's guest, the Nordic mum, Susanna. I had so much fun chatting to her. She is a podcast host. She's got a podcast as well. I will pop a link to it in the show notes. She's also a blogger and an organized mother helping you feel less overwhelmed by life. Now that sounds good to me. Through her podcast blog and resources, she's here to help you make better use of your time while making it all feel like a walk in the park. And when she's not creating content or podcasting, you can find her indulging in some salted licorice. I must admit, I've never tried salted licorice. 
I don't like licorice and I'm not that keen on salt, but maybe combining them together, they are delicious. Anyway, going off on a tangent as I sometimes do. Uh, she enjoys indulging in some salted licorice while watching Netflix with her hubby and the occasional Pinot Grigio. I don't know if I said that correctly. I don't know how to say it, but I know how to drink it. And boy, does it taste good with the occasional Pinot Grigio in hand. I hope you enjoy this chat that I had with Susanna. I got a lot of value out of it. Lots of really good tips for sustainable home improvement projects. Here it comes. Welcome to the show, Susanna. It's wonderful to have you here. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. We're talking about sustainable home projects today. So when we think of sustainable home projects, what does that mean? For me, sustainable home projects means that you're looking at your house or your home, then how sustainable can you live in it? And also, if you're doing renovations or you're doing new builds, you're looking at sustainable materials or you're looking at the repurposing what you have in other parts of the projects or other part of the house. So that's in a nutshell for me would be a sustainable home project. Why is sustainability such an important consideration when we're embarking on a home improvement or renovation project? Well, I have to say that I was kind of shocked when, you know, we started, we live in this 1950s uh, weatherboard house here in a coastal New South Wales. So when we started renovating our house, I was just shocked the amount of debris that was coming out of the house, for one. And secondly, I was shocked when we pulled our bathroom off and there was no insulation, there was just a frame air and then the outside weatherboards there was nothing <laughs> nothing in this house and of course we went to have a look at all the other walls and every other room exactly the same my I had a little hissy fit with my builders and they're like come on chill out we try to help you here and then they explained to me that it's just laziness it's been like you know people just think it's too much a hassle you pay too much for it but then they don't think about the long term you know environmental effects and they don't think about okay it's actually cheaper in heating wise or cooling wise the house if you have a proper insulation so that the insulation journey kind of started me to kind of have a look at it like how can we be more sustainable when we do this house and we didn't actually we have a builder who's really good and he and I had a conversation because I said I want us to repurpose a lot of the material that we can but when you pull a chip rock and a tiles off the wall they go in pieces so you can't really do anything from that and then I started asking so what does when we get the bin the big skip bin on the yard and we throw everything there I asked the guy so what do they do with so it goes to a big uh, area where it gets um, by the company they have to uh, put things in like different parts like metal and wood and things get you know different parts and then they get further kind of recycled and repurposed and the metal get scrap metal takes taken out but then lots of it gets buried and I was just like we need to be able to do better like this is 21st century Australia we don't have no excuses of not getting you know this things got done correctly and other thing is like my my builder was telling that all this material that we're doing here which we can repurpose and if you can resell it or you can gift it away or whatever you do it's all going to go to Queensland 
And I was like, excuse me? It's like, it's cheaper for the companies to take material to Queensland. There must be some kind of a loophole or some kind of a tax thing. So they take it to Queensland to bury there rather than getting buried here, unless it's asbestos, which has to be done in New South Wales. So I was just like, this just opened like a whole new world of, you know, of how we renovate and how we build houses in Australia. So that having that insulation and lack of insulation was my kind of first, first kind of, a, I would say, <laughs> insight of what is not being done for a long time. And it's probably historical in Australia as well, because people are like, you know, it's a warmer climate and people are like, we don't want to kind of go to the next level with building houses. Although new builds are, of course, their houses are built differently than the 1950s weatherboard house where we are. But even with when you do renovations, lots of builders still wouldn't have good insulation. And we asked double insulation. I said, not just the, you know, like the wool, but then also the, what do you call it? The white styrofoam, um, which has a, foil on the other side oh I'm, i i know what you're talking about but i'm lost for words yeah. as well <laughs> so we had double insulation plus the new jib rock so i said and i was explaining them why, why are we doing it and they were like oh okay i don't even know if that answered your question but i just can't can go for a rant there it does it does answer my question and there's a few things i want to unpack from from that so first of all look i really agree that sustainability is such an important consideration not not just and very importantly because we're concerned about climate change and and the world more broadly but also we do need to think a bit bigger picture for our own personal lives as well. And it is cost effective to build things that last. So to spend a little bit money, a little bit more money initially, and then um, you will reap the rewards through that quality that you've built by saving, as you said, on heating and cooling, for example, rather than, you, you know, you may not need to run your air conditioner as much if the house is built sustainably and you're looking at what trees do I have around? How can I place a property on the, on the land or can I put a veranda over this side, you, you know, where the sun rises or sets or whatever it is to make sure that we are cost saving in the long term. So I think that's a really, really good point. Yeah. And when we did this kind of mapping of the house after we did the bathroom, and this is back in May now, we realized there was no insulation under its wooden floorboards. So there's nothing under the wooden floorboards, it's just the floorboards and then there's earth and then there's ground. And same thing when you go up. So there's been a flat roof and then there's another roof being uh, added on top of it, but there's no insulation again. It's just been a roof and then another, it's been taken out and then there's another roof being added. So we're heating the air all the time and it's like no wonder our heating bills are so large. But then when you start looking at the cost and I was just like, you know, we either get it professionally done or we do it ourselves. And we're still kind of looking at the budget particularly with the, um, with the ceiling. And I think that's for a lot of people, that is the first place to go, like do your ceiling because heat rises. So you, it just goes up in the air and disappears through your cracks and through your ceilings. But if you get that insulated, at least you have, that's, I think it's like statistically, I think it increases 30% like reduction, reduction on your, um, you know, heat evaporating of, of your house. So that would be the first place to start. But yeah, it's been like eye-opening. And then when I was talking earlier about repurposing and recycling, so everything that we have taken out from the house is kind of going through this 
either recycling. So if we don't recycle it ourselves, we make sure it's recycled properly and sustainably. If it's not, can we repurpose it in another part of the house? So if we take a piece of beam out of the house, can we use it in a, in a back garden? So we're doing garden as well at the moment. So can we use it in the back garden on steps or something? So we've been doing that. And then if we can't use it, can we then, you know, put it on a Facebook group, Gumtree, eBay, wherever, give it out for free like we have done a lot of metal uh, particular metal which has just gone like people have come and pick it up and they either fix their equipment or they use the piece of metal for something else so they're repurposing on their own project so there is ways and means and it just needs uh, we need to be more mindful and more sustainably thinking that what can I do to make sure that this piece is, doesn't end up in a landfill. I'm a big fan of repurposing. A few months ago, I had the salvage mer merchants on the show and they specialise in repurposing materials to create beautiful homes. They actually do up Airbnbs as well with repurposed materials. So if you're listening and you're like, hmm, this sounds really interesting to me, I would like to get into to repurposing go back and have a listen to that episode and I also had um, Luke David designs on the show now this was years ago and he repurposes when you mentioned the steel um, mm. so he uses metal steel um, salvages a lot of building materials and creates beautiful light fittings and sculptural furniture so it's Pete's works of art that you can actually use as furniture don't don't uh, discount the creative uh, benefits of using salvaged materials. You can come up with something beautiful and truly unique that other people won't, won't have. So I, I love that approach to salvaging, using salvaged materials. But I'm just, I'm also wanted skip back a little bit because you blew my mind before when you told me that waste materials are being so building waste materials are being transported to queensland to to be disposed of i'm gonna need to if so if you're listening to the show and you know <laughs> why that's happening send me a message dm me on instagram because i need i need to know about that what is that all about well apparently they're the plant where my builder was saying which this material is going, it's just off close to the Queensland border. And there must be some um, loophole in the law or there must be some kind of tax or maybe there's just, it's a money reason that if you bury anything on a ground in New South Wales, it's more expensive than if you bury it in the ground in Queensland. So the material gets, you know, going over the, you know, obviously not now because we're living in a COVID world, but yes. uh, otherwise it would go there. Yeah. And so there's, there's those additional transport costs as well. So if we yeah. can possibly... But even with that, apparently it's cheaper for the supply or the person who goes and picks up all these bins to bury it in Queensland than burying it in New South Wales. Amazing. I Amazing. Know. I'm stunned. I need more information. Someone needs to, someone <laughs> yeah. needs to help me understand what's going I would like on to there. As well, so please <laughs> enlighten us. And I have to come back to what I was saying about recycling and repurposing. Like I call it like the cornerstone of nudic living. So we try to reuse, recycle, repurpose and repair everything that we have. And it's kind of like 
coming on almost on this minimalistic kind of way of looking at life. But when we've been looking our house is 1950s weatherball house, we are kind of looking at if we can reuse something, can we then recycle it and then we repurpose it in another part of the house or we give it to someone else? Or if it's broken, can we repair it or then can it go through the recycling process? So you always find something useful for that thing to do rather than putting it on the um, skip bin. Oh, I love that. And I, I would love to learn more about the Nordic way of life as well. If you're listening and you are interested in the Nordic way of life, you need to go and visit Susanna's website, which is the nordicmum.com. I'll pop it in the show notes. And I'll give you links to where you can follow um, Susanna in the show notes as well. But definitely worth checking out, especially if you're, if you're intrigued or curious about minimalism. Um, highly recommend you check out Susanna's Thank website. You. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. So thinking of sustainable um, home projects, what are your three best tips if you are looking to whether it's renovate, whether it's a new build, my first tip would be please speak with the builder, the one you're getting the quote, how much it's going to be. Speak to me up front and say, hey, I want to make this sustainably. What are the options for me? What are the materials that I can use that I know are more eco-friendly? Starting from like, I've learned lots of, because I've been painting our house inside, like what are more eco-friendly paints than just you know going water-based rather than oil-based? and how you actually like, for example, get rid of things more sustainably rather than just dumping them in the bin. Again, talking about painting, my painter said, okay, all the uh, paintings, they try to wash them out because they're water-based paints and then they reuse those uh, tins for something else. So speak to your builder, say, this is my project and I want to make it sustainably. My other one, number two, is like whether it's a flat, whether it's a newer build, whether it's repairs in your house, have a look at, as I said, repurposing, recycling, reusing and repairing. Think about those four cornerstones, like how can I put these, whether it's the wood, whether it's the jibrock, whether it's the tiles, whether it's whatever is coming out of that project, how can I use it? again and again and again and if i can use it give it away or sell it away we've got little rid of our kitchen by just giving it out for free and someone came to pick it up so we didn't have to you know send it to the tips and i i rather prefer that and my third thing i would say what's my third or my second i can't remember anymore i think old fish yeah. oh that's in my second <laughs> <laughs> My second thing would be that when you are selecting materials, again, look at the eco. I know there's a lot of like eco-friendly uh, products. People say that they're eco-friendly, but they might not actually be as eco-friendly as you think. So there's a lot of logos and there's a lot of things that you think that are you know, good, but they necessarily are not. So speak with your electricians, if you're thinking about lighting, okay, are these halogen or these ultraviolet lights, do I really, are they the ones that I need or the down lights or whatever they are, are they eco-friendly or do I need to look something more? You might actually find that the cheapest chips that you buy from the Bunnings is not what actually is, you know, sustainable in the long run so you might have to pay a little bit more to get a little bit quality product and i think my third thing for any projects is like make it in writing for yourself and also for the builder and this is something that we 
kind of fell backwards a little bit and it's a learning project. This is our third project, but this is the major big project. So I was not smart enough to put it on writing all, all my contractors in terms of what my um, expectations in terms of, you know, sustainability was. So then it's kind of tack of war, like you're pulling and pushing all the time with your contractors because it wasn't agreed. So it's kind of creates situations where you're like, mm, yeah, do I give in here or do I just go for the hard way? And that is kind of stressful as well. So it comes to probably number one is like, make sure you discuss it. <laughs> <laughs> before uh, with your uh, with your um, builder that what you're going to do and also check that project check the property before you start doing it before you start doing it check it out and like I said we discovered this you know insulation <laughs> issue and we were like mm, okay that adds another like twenty thousand dollars in the project so do a thorough check on the project before you actually disembark because that will save you lots of cost in the long run as well. Oh, they're, they're great tips. So I really like the idea of discuss, discuss that you let your builder and your, your tradies know that you want this to be a sustainable project, but then be really specific about well, what does that actually mean? Mm. Agree on that and, and get that in writing because renovations, home improvement projects, builds are stressful enough as it is without having these this kind of push and pull with um, you know mis miscommunication or people having different understandings of concepts. So yeah, getting really crystal clear and specific is important. And I really liked your point as well about you engaging some critical thinking when you're looking at products and materials that say that they're green or or eco-friendly i was watching a few months ago i was watching an instagram story uh, from the white pigeon said who are an eco-friendly beauty brand and they were looking at tammy was looking at um, products in the supermarket that have the word green on them but when she looked at the ingredient she said well no the, this isn't actually eco-friendly <laughs> and i think she called it greenwashing which was a new term that i hadn't heard of before so it's something to be aware of yeah i think the greenwashing is happening in the building industry as well as because I think a lot of savvy people have realized that people are starting to look into this. They want to be more ecologically conscious. So they are looking at, okay, well, this is, this is eco-friendly, but what does eco-friendly mean? Like you have a, like a koala stamp on it and what does it mean? It doesn't mean anything or your logo looks green and it has koala cuddling leaves and that makes you green and eco-friendly, but what does it actually mean? And does it actually bring anything to your project? Yeah, yeah. So you need to need to question things and and look into them. And again, it's that it's that specific. It's being specific. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's being specific. <laughs> now we've spoken a bit about minimalism, and I think that's really is a huge part of being sustainable. We've spoken about spending some more money up front so that we can get quality products, for example, and items, and then they will last us um, for longer. But I think sometimes when people are thinking about 
minimalism when it comes to the home, it can feel a little bit overwhelming. Um, but you've mentioned to me that the kitchen is a good place to start when it comes to minimalism. So even if you're not about to embark on a big, huge renovation or home improvement project, you can still bring that, some of that sustainability into your home and, and dip your toe in the, the water of minimalism. Uh, and you've got a checklist. Yes, I actually just revised it the uh, other week. So it kind of goes through your kitchen and looking at, okay, makes you think about, okay, do I really need this? Do I want this? It's kind of like Marie Kondo, your kitchen decluttering, but also looking, what do I need? The furniture, the appliances, the utensils. And okay, looking at how can I do food sustainably? Do I really need the plastic wraps or can I use beeswax wrap? These last many times over. So that checklist is there for you guys to wrap it, wrap it. And, um, yeah, hopefully it makes you think about more where you want to go in terms of minimalistic living. And if that is the thing that, you know, tickles your toes, then go for it. And in the future, I will be bringing, well, not shortly, <laughs> hopefully, by the time this um, is live, this episode, that there will be some planners in terms of how you can plan your kitchen and your menu planning. So you save money, save time and plan things ahead a little bit more. So that goes hand in hand, a kind of minimalistic approach that I look at, you know, living in a kitchen. And kitchen is the soul of your house. You spend so much time there. So I think you want that to be like a clean, clean, clean slate where you start. Oh, I think that's the best place to start. And I'm looking forward to those checklists and planners because I'm all about meal planning, I'll tell you. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It can I, save you so much money and time. I know, I know. And people are like, I don't know, sometimes people are like, yeah, you know, what's for dinner tonight? And some people just fly off the wall like that, but I just can't. Like, particularly when the renovation, we haven't had a kitchen for two weeks. So we're running slow and slow and low on the uh, freezer meals. So and I'm like, okay it's going to be pizza night it's going to be like microwave meals night and we are vegetarians as well so there's no lots of options so yeah it's interesting <laughs> <laughs> well it takes a lot of the thinking out of it when you when you've got it planned ahead so looking forward to that and do download the um the minimalism checklist for your kitchen i'm gonna go through my kitchen i might do a bit of an instagram story about it and people can <laughs> see how i go with the checklist in the kitchen now if people want to find you i've mentioned your website the nordic mum but I also really suggest that people uh, go and visit and follow Susanna on Facebook and Instagram. You're on Pinterest as well. So on Facebook, yes. the Nordic mum, Susanna, Instagram, the Nordic mum and Pinterest, the Nordic mum. But I'll have links to all of those in the show notes. And, um, and you've got your podcast as well, which is definitely worth a listen Yes, I've been on a break because with the renovations, I really don't have time or place to um, do them. And I've been in guest in lots of other podcasts, but I haven't had time to do. But yeah, it's on the nudicmum.com uh, forward slash podcast, but it's in iTunes, it's in Stitcher, Spotify, everywhere under the name of Nordic Mom. And it's more about talking about the Nordic concepts and Nordic lifestyle, the Nordic living, and how can you have a piece of that in your life. And then there's interesting interviews of Scandinavian people and talking about their journeys and how they still hold on to their culture if they live somewhere overseas. Oh, I love it. I, I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And before we go, can you just teach me how to say Nordic properly? <laughs> <laughs> you know, my friend said, you're always calling yourself the nude mom when you say the Nordic mom. 
<laughs> so I say Nordic. Nordic. Yeah, Nordic. and I don't know what what's Australia say Nordic or Nordic. Nord- Nordic. Yeah, yeah. I say Nordic. 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 Nude mom. <laughs> the Nordic mom. Yeah. thank you so much Suzanne it was wonderful speaking with you pleasure thanks for joining us on the dream home movement be sure to come over and say hi on Facebook and Instagram I hope that your dream home projects are going well and I look forward to chatting with you again next week